Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. to the Inspired Evolution and it is such, oh my god, it is such a pleasure to be here today. Today we have with us Skip Kelly. Skip, how are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, on a scale being of- living all my dreams, 5 neutral, 7 is like a pretty good day. I would give it like a 9.6. 9.6? 9. Yeah. What's stopping it from being a 10? Uh, workout and then room for the unknown. Ooh a bit of space for curiosity so for those tuning in to skip for the first time um it doesn't have to be your first time there's another episode already on the inspired evolution which at that point we'd never actually met in person and now we have the amazing opportunity to be here in the flesh um there's been so many opportunities for us to do something cool like this um but we haven't capitalized on it so foolish us here we are um skip Man, I could introduce you as a vlogger. I could introduce you as an entrepreneur. I could introduce you as a nomad. Um, there is so much energy going on in there. What do you see yourself as, bro? This has actually been quite the journey. We've talked about it really recently. And when I was 18, I worked for a motivational speaker, uh-huh. right? And I was the right-hand man. I went up on stages for youth leadership and education, right? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I think my life has been uh, very biased. We all have mentors in our lives that mm-hmm. kind of set an expectation, right? You get someone like you had Eckhart Tolle, right? How do you pronounce his name? I say Eckhart Tolle, and it seems to be the consistent okay. version of it, but... I'm by no means an authority on Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so we'll say Eckhart Tolle, right? Or like vision, right? Yeah. And when you have these level of mentors, there's a certain expectation for how your life is going to go. Mm-hmm. And so right out of the gate at 18, I had this incredible, very successful motivational speaker that I traveled with. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that experience, my life got totally shifted in a different direction, like several degrees off the course yeah. it was going. And ever since then, I think I've been looking for like 
the word that I could belong to or like the thing that I could belong to. And I just recently found that word. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I call it fulfillionaire. Yes. Oh, dude. Love this word. Can you repeat that for us slowly? Fulfillionaire. <sighs> yeah. So I worked with a lot of wealthy people. I learned, I worked with a lot of digital nomads who had a lot of freedom. Mm. I worked with a lot of people who are amazing artists and creators over the years. I've worked with people who are Olympic athletes, right? Medalists. And there was never like the consistency of happiness among these people. Some of them would be happy for periods of time. But I was like, when we talk about success in masterminds or in sports, I just always was wondering, like, when are we going to start talking about success as like fulfillment? Mm -hmm. And it just, it's not a thing. It's mm -hmm. very rare. And then it's even more rare that the person that might bring it up a little bit is actually like successful in all those other ways as well. Mm. And so I've recently made it my whole life prerogative to bring awareness to this whole new word that people can belong to, which is fulfillioner. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I actually absolutely love that word. You mentioned it in passing, maybe in a blog post or a post somewhere. And ever since I read it, I've, I've been advocating it without even you really knowing that I've been advocating it. Um, I just love the word fulfilling it. It just brings in all the right energy. Impregnated in that word is fulfillment. Yeah. And do you like, what's your awareness around fulfillment? Like, why is it so important to you? Have you ever heard of the bulletproof diet? Yes. So I used to be uh, a huge bulletproof advocate. <coughs> Having worked with Olympic athletes and all that stuff, people would always ask me like, why do you always just drink fat coffee? Yeah. And I was like, you know, fat coffee might be good for you. But the reason I advocate bulletproof is because when you really dig into it, mm -hmm. there's no one way to do nutrition mm -hmm. when you do this whole bulletproof diet thing. Mm -hmm. There's this big chart and it tells you, if you guys haven't seen this, you can go download the bulletproof PDF and it's like on the red side, it's things that are more likely to bother you. Mm -hmm. And on the green side, there's things that are more likely to be great for you and help you with your health. Right. So it's not that it's right or wrong. It's just an awareness uh -huh. of what might make you less feel good and what make you what might make you feel better. Right. And so I think with fulfillment, it's quite similar. Mm. There's no one thing, but we could put certain things in the green and certain things in the red. And mm. so right now my team's working on building a little PDF like this yeah. with all these different genres of life. So like creativity, art, business, right? Like what are the ones that are probably in the green? Mm. If you want to work on global sustainability and impact, it's probably going to make you more fulfilled. Mm. If you want to build plastic water bottles and make a bunch of money off it, it's probably in the red. It's probably not going to fulfill you. Right. And so giving people these fun guidelines to play with mm. so that you can build your own fulfilling life and whatever that means to you. Mm. But I think the core part of Fulfillionaire and why I, I think that title is appropriate is it, it alludes to millionaire billionaire and how important money is to a fulfilling life. Yeah. And I think it's not so much about, you know, rolling in hundreds, but it is about, um, not having real problems, real problems being shelter, food, safety, all those things, right? Right. And from the converse side of looking at it as well, you've also got the idea of fulfillment as currency. Yeah, like the energy of... And I remember, I think we were journeying about this, is the fact that, like I remember it was an Edo Portal podcast that I was tuning into, and he talks about a lot of people are oriented towards happiness. And... Happiness is not a bad orientation to have. Like, I want to have an intention for my life, happiness. 
sure, at least you have a positive intention. But he goes, a way stronger orientation um, is fulfillment. And I remember when he shared that with me, it left a bit of a uh, lasting impression. But then obviously being around Mind Valley as well and a lot of Vision's philosophies, it's like, cool, like what is it that is fulfillment? And I think even as you're sharing, like, you know, there's these things that bring you into the green and things that bring you into the red. The one thing I've come to learn about fulfillment is like it's brilliantly epic because it's so individual in each case, right? It's completely individual and the reason why it's so important in my opinion i love happiness i've always been the happiness guy mm. the reason why i shifted to this fulfilling air thing is there's seasons of life and happiness comes from acceptance but growth comes from change right mm. and so if you can just accept where you are you'll be happy if you can just accept the reality you'll be happy victor frankel man search for meaning mm. you can be happy in any circumstance yeah the question is, are you fulfilled by just being happy? Maybe some people, right? And so it really, it encourages people to go down that path and figure out like, what are the things that you're passionate about? So I actually, I'm very curious. <coughs> what would you say off the top of your head? You might want to take notes on this, but like, what are the top five things? Um, and let's actually not say this. Let's say, what are the five moments you can remember that fulfilled you recently? Like really like you were like, wow, I could die happy right now because of something that occurred. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you like a little preface here because mine is really silly and I want to encourage you to <laughs> go silly with it if you want to. Um, in Austria, we found a vegan gelato place. Yeah. And every time we got that vegan gelato, I was just like, it's really like, it really does. I'm a foodie. I love health food. And so yeah. when I can find interesting things like that and I can share that with people yeah. and we can just all like have that moment of like laughing and like <laughs> joy because of that, it's yeah. really special to me. And so I think that's an example of a moment of fulfillment. So five is a lot to come up with right on the spot, but in the same vein of the essence of what you shared, um, just to use that as kind of a groove to go down, the lunch we had just before. Um, where you saved that extra last little bite of the cake, um, for me, yeah, because it was a health food store, healthy vegan raw cake, amazing. And also just the energy of someone putting me first um, was really lovely and you don't always get that. And especially like the last weekend, I spent some downtime recovering and missing my girlfriend a lot or fiance a lot um, and just having someone put me first and just like felt loved. So that was the connection and the nourishment and all that wrapped into one was a beautiful little moment to me. And uh, yeah, it helped me feel really whole in that moment. Um, when so you say the word fulfilled, uh, fulfilled, I think about the word whole. So when do I actually feel whole? I guess that's my litmus for it. And um, yeah, there's these clear moments. Uh, yeah, this is my truth is uh, speaking on the stage yesterday at my Valley University. On the back of that, like obviously in the moment, you're just in the moment in your flow, um, and I feel really whole in that space. But I also always take five to ten minutes out after at the end of it to really just meditate, give thanks and really just drop in and go, thank you for that amazing experience, you know, universe, everybody that showed up. It wasn't just, you know, because I could be talking to an empty room. <laughs> so I'm glad that there's people there. So just giving thanks for them um, and taking that moment afterwards just to really feel really whole and fulfilled. Um, so there's that. 
And the podcast that came out last week was also really exciting for me. I really enjoyed interviewing Stephen Kotler. Um, and I felt really fulfilled on the back of that. Um, yeah, I remember and that was different. I really couldn't even sit afterwards. I was like doing push ups and running around the, like running around the block basically just because of so much energy. Um, so yeah. I think your listeners will care about this. And I'm curious, just one layer deeper on that. Why do you think? What was the significance of interviewing and releasing that interview with Stephen Kotler that fulfilled you so much? Oh, absolutely. So I think we're all here, right? We're on the planet for a reason. And for me, one of my deepest curiosity points is that we are the universe looking in on ourselves, right? And his work specifically speaks to flow. And I feel like we only drop into flow when we are doing that exact thing that we creator put us here to be doing. And he articulated that message so eloquently at the end of that episode that it was like my message that I really wanted to share with others was being shared by basically a mentor in the space with even greater grace, you know. And so for me, that was what was fulfilling about it. Got it. So it was like this um, deep belief that you held that was validated by someone who has proven it again and again and again. Mm. And so that like connection of like that higher power speaking through both of you at the same time and agreeing. Yes. And also the fact that my, my deepest core values are like connection. But that connection, I've been exploring that a little bit as well. And it's definitely between people. It doesn't have to be. It's pets as well. I love animals. Um, and also ideas started to realize that actually the other part of it is ideas. Um, and so, again, just connecting people that are listening as well to the ideas that are theirs. And so that's what speaks to me is the connection and the ideas. And actually using that again and again to as a litmus in my life to see where fulfillment comes in, you know, and giving myself permission to do those things continuously to cultivate the energy of what you would call the fulfilling it, right? Because... As long as if I'm talking on this, um, you know, podcast is a perfect place. I'm talking from a stage, it's a perfect place um, because I'm connecting people and ideas, connecting with people, connecting with ideas. Um, if I'm literally in a one-on-one coaching call, connecting people and ideas, um, training corporates, connecting people and ideas. So that's where I find my fulfillment. And once that level of clarity drops in, your whole life changes because you know what your currency is for your fulfillment. So this is a, I, I'm loving this. There's a fantastic exercise I think every listener should do now in their head, or if you can sit down with a notebook, this would be a fantastic time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There was this woman I met in Bali last year uh, when I was visiting for AFEST and I was filming, which Bali was very hard for me, by the way. I don't know if any of you don't like human environments, but that's me. So don't go to Bali if you're like that. I'm a mountain person. And she brought up this fascinating concept that I had never heard. Mm-hmm. And it it really helped clear the way for this whole fulfillment conversation. So if you're listening and you're wondering like what fulfills me and there's been lots of little things in life, uh, two notes on that. Number one, it's not always what you're doing. It's how you're doing it is a big piece <coughs> of fulfillment. But the second thing is, and you're definitely going to need a notebook for this, Anne, right? What one or two major existential struggles did you have growing up? Mm-hmm. So for me, to give you an example, while you guys are doing this exercise and girls, it was community. Um, my parents were divorced at a very young age and I was bullied a lot. I got jumped many times. I was a minority in New Orleans and then in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, my, my brother, I had like a whole abandonment experience, uh, with that thing. And he was an older brother, right? So the lack of protection mm-hmm. from these, um, bullies and whatnot. Yeah. And then, uh, I was living with my dad. My dad would play video games and work all day. So there was never like support there either. Although I never asked for it. Yeah. Um, classic child. <laughs> but so there was this element of community. And at some point growing up, I started to form communities for people that did not have community. Mm. And I started to gather all the weirdos that I thought were super special people. Yep. And it was at a very early age, I started to realize like solving that issue for myself, but finding out that everyone feels alone on earth is a core belief that I have. Everyone feels misunderstood. Mm. Most people, I should say like 99.9% until maybe you have something like this and you start to understand that that's just something that we all feel. Mm. And I think there's probably a deeper universe truth to that of like, we are to some extent all one, but we chose to all be different for this life. And so we are all alone purposefully. Right. And so there's an element of beauty to that, but there's yeah. also this element of, for me, like we talk about connection that the reason that I like to bring people together and why I think fulfilling is such an important thing is all the stuff that made my friends happy, actually, you know what? There's a video coming out that Mindvalley is about to share in an hour about mm-hmm. this. But what fulfilled me was so different than what fulfilled the people that I had similar skills to, right? right? The millionaires and billionaires that I hung out with seemed like they were fulfilled by things. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't jive with me. I just didn't want to spend money on anything. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I would, it just wouldn't help. So I needed to find other ways and connection was that number one way for me. So if you're journaling, what were the biggest existential struggles? So that was an example of my story about connection and about community and loneliness. So alleviating other people's loneliness for me in any way is one of the most beautiful, fulfilling things that I have in my life. Yeah. And then the second is this concept of I'm not enoughness. Right. So if you've ever heard Marissa Peer, her whole thing is I am not enough, right? Or I am enough, rather. Yeah. And um it's fascinating where I remember breaking down when I was working with that motivational speaker at a leadership camp, teaching a bunch of coaches yeah. how to do stuff. And they went around and they're like, What are you most scared of? And I was like, 
I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of spiders. I'm not scared of animals or snakes. Like I was a, a Muay Thai fighter, right? I'm scared of not living up to my potential. Mm. And I just broke down when I said this to this group. Yeah. And I mean, I really cried and I am not a crier. <laughs> and so it felt very, very vulnerable yeah. and it wasn't received super well by a bunch of other teenagers. Right. Mm. But it it's very true. And it took me a long time to own up to that, like probably till uh, eight or nine years after I first said that out loud. Mm. And there's a core belief that I have that might help some people listening, which is we're all just floating on a giant rock in space. <laughs> Maybe in a computer simulation. <laughs> so really, how important is it that you live up to your quote-unquote potential? Mm. And at the same time, whatever you do doesn't matter. And so why not do the things that inspire you and fulfill you? And you're just as important if you're cleaning the toilet as you are if you're making Tesla mm. a company and a real thing. Like both people have value and purpose in this life because in the end, it's not going to matter anyways. And if we share some sort of spiritual belief around this, we are one thing. If Elon Musk did it, that means I did too. So it's all cool. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That first point you shared was really deep for me, you know, like um, inspired evolution. Consistently, I've been finding like these amazing people come onto the podcast, share their insights. And I always make it a point to try and find their story. Like, what was their story, you know? And one thing I've consistently found is, um, and I, you know, this is a gross meaning picking out a number from the air, but I'd say 80% um, of the people that are doing something amazing for the planet generally have some, their greatest gift is how I actually put it, comes from their greatest challenge. And and it's just a matter of like, okay, you're doing something incredible for the world. What is that? You can almost now to the point where I look at what someone's doing for the planet and I'm like, what was their biggest challenge? You know, what was that source of that inspiration? And I'm no different, you know, like meditation and mindfulness is a massive thing for me sharing around the world, promoting these ideas about mindfulness, mindful living. My biggest challenge was I struggled with depression for six years, completely changed my life. So I totally relate to that. I thank you for sharing that, bro, because that's that's really really something. And um, yeah, I wanna I wanna peel into a little bit more. You mentioned um, you mentioned community and bringing people together because you are working on a few things. Um, but I love how when you create something, you don't really how do I put this? It's never on the radar. I feel, I feel like it's always like behind the scenes, yeah, but it's always massive. <laughs> this is just the vibe that I get. This is me reflecting it back to you. So you've got this little, um, this little community project that you've got going on. Can we call it that? What is the Avengers, bro? What's, what's going on here? When I talked about collecting these like very, very exceptional misfits, mm -hmm. I realized that some people fit in easier than others mm -hmm. and some people chase their own fulfillment, chase their own individuality um, so far down a path that it's very hard for other people to understand them. But I noticed like there's this pattern of 
the people that chase their own individuality and chase their own fulfillment really hard mm. end up conglomerating at like another point point in this tunnel. So it's almost like they break away from like the pack and yeah. take roads less traveled. But those roads less traveled all go to a similar place. Mm. And then they can just kind of reunite regularly. Yeah. And so it's like I knew that my life was going to get crazier and crazier in the best way possible. I have huge plans running for president of the United States, mm -hmm. right? Um, having this whole fulfillionaire thing, being this YouTuber, this social media person, right? Not for the sake of the fame, but again, for the sake of like breaching this, this discussion of like, let's start talking about success as fulfillment mm. and not success as anything else. Yeah. And so it's really like a choose your own adventure success game, right? Yeah. And because of all these big goals, I already started to see my life like with Mind Valley, right? Like mm. you and I both just went to lunch and I had my, my stuff on a table and we sit down and these, these two beautiful people come over and they just start talking to us and they, they know who we are without having to like introduce each other. They've, mm. I've never met them. You've never met them, mm. but they knew us, right? Yeah. And there's so many beautiful things that come out of reputation and uh, notoriety. At the same feather, you, the bigger you get in that world and the, and the bigger your reputation gets, the more people that know you, the harder it is to feel connection to people. I find that it's more and more challenging to feel understood by people who know who you are online or who you have been versus who you are right now in this moment and are living a similar life. And so I think unity is everything. Like I love everyone on earth. I would jump in front of a bullet for most people, even if I didn't know them. The real question is, yes, let's unite everyone, but where do you belong in the tribe so that you can fill up your own cup so that you can go serve everyone else in the best way possible? And a lot of these leaders aren't able to fill up their own cups. They don't feel connected to people tightly. And so I decided for myself, and I knew this would solve a lot of other people's issues, to create a group of leaders who are all running their own movements, their own businesses, their own whatever they're going to run, right? Mm -hmm. So that they could feel connected to people that understood them no matter how crazy this journey gets. Like if I'm president of the United States, you and I are going to have known each other way before that happened. Mm -hmm. And so I can always like sit down with you and have just a normal conversation where you're not fanboying mm -hmm. out. And so for all of this group that I call the Avengers, it's a hundred friends for a hundred years. <laughs> nice. And so right now we're at like 33 or something, yeah. but we're slowly collecting these people that have what I call like a similar spark of stardust in them mm. that have like this very weird, you know, eccentric personality type and very fulfillment driven in a variety mm. of ways. Some of them are younger, some of them are older, but it's interesting when you get them all in a room, how there's just like the frequency just connects with all of them. Chemistry. And I think for everyone, it's important to have tribe. Mm. And I think with leaders, they usually say like, it's okay to be lonely. Yeah. And so I take it as a personal responsibility to make sure those leaders are not lonely yeah. so that they can create greater things in the world. Perfect. And I think the reason I really wanted to just open up the space around that conversation, thank you so much for sharing, um, was because, yeah, you've done it in a really beautiful way, um, bringing people together in 
different parts of the world um, to come and literally just workshop and share their gifts in a really massive way. And just the, like, yeah, just the space that is held incredible, you know, for these people to really find their gifts, share their gifts, be seen, be heard, and be the leader that they're destined to become was incredible. And I think the reason I really wanted to share that is because it doesn't have to be limited to just you, you know. Um, a lot of us, I feel, can see the greatness in others, and perhaps we don't really know what to do with that, you know, and there's always the opportunity, like, oh, uh, try, connect, this is an opportunity to create a community, you know, can you bring them together into a space over the course of the weekend, three to four, five, ten, fifteen, maybe now thirty-three, but it didn't start that way, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's really important when we're sharing the sense of community as well. I love that little bit in there in terms of filling up your own cup first and everybody doing that is basically the awakening for unity for the planet going forward. Skip for president. <laughs> I'm all for that. So I also want to dive in from there, bro, is finding out um, – what is your inspiration behind the vlogs and the videos that you create? Because for those tuning in and for those that are specifically coming across this podcast, not following the trajectory of the Inspired Evolution, but looking up Skip Kelly online, likely coming across your video creations. And who's the person behind that? What is his lens on the universe? And, you know, what are the inspirations there? You know, it's funny. I've, you could probably tell, but I'm like tearing up even thinking about it because of how interesting it's been to be on this journey of creating films that i like i think when i grew up i always wanted to be the ceo of disney films oh man oh that's so interesting <laughs> and like for some reason whatever space we're in right now i think the connecting point is the main characters would always go they were always leaders in these mm -hmm. films right so if we take an example of like um even monsters inc right almost every Disney film is a journey or Pixar film is a journey about a character doing like the normal thing and then realizing that the normal thing isn't what they need to do for them. Mm -hmm. And then feeling alone and separated from the pack yeah. and then going on a journey to discover who they really are. And along the way, gathering friends and people that eventually love and understand them. And then it empowers everyone else to go on their own journey. Yep. So, like, literally any Disney story, like Monsters, Inc., that's the exact storyline. Toy Story is the exact storyline, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, Inside Out is, yeah. like, a thousand percent that storyline. Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, like, this is the journey of yeah. humanity. And so, when it comes to, like, video, mm. what context is important for the listeners? Um, when I was 18, I applied to film school and I got accepted to two. Mm. I went and visited both. I went to neither because I had no idea how to pay for it. Right. And my family like wasn't going to help with that. Yeah. And I was just scared. And in the US, like college is a very expensive thing. You know, you go 100, 200 grand in debt. <coughs> no problem. I couldn't even fathom what $100,000 or $200,000 looked like back then, mm. um, which is another like gratitude thing now where that's totally fathomable. Mm. But, um, I always wanted to 
to help share stories that changed me and empowered me as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you leave the movie theater, did you ever see Fast and Furious? Yeah, yeah. And you would leave and you'd get in your car. <laughs> and, or, or even if you're just walking around. And like yeah, you're looking you for the buttons to press the yeah. muscle. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see like John Wick? No. You, like any military movie, like you yeah. leave and you're just, or 300. Yes. Sparta movie, right? Yes. And you leave and you become a little piece of that character. Mm-hmm. And I think for movies or films that really change us, mm. that character stays with you right. to some extent. Like, do you have any characters that you like associate with? Oh, totally. Like who? There's a movie that I love. It's actually an Indian movie called Bhag Milka Bhag. And it's about this track athlete. And he could, it was like this amazing Indian, the Indian Usain Bolt back in the day, basically. And uh, his story is worth a lot of money. But he's a national icon, and he literally, you have to pay, sell it for something. So he sold it for a dollar, so that his story could be shared, so that the nation could be inspired. Um, and just who he is as a Sikh, um, and what he did for the nation and his service and through sports, and he's similar story. Like, um, yeah, there's a character there. There's a story there. He was basically his hometown was invaded, and his whole family was cut down and. He just had to run away, and he just kept running and began the track. I call it Australia, uh, India. Amazing. So I think we all have these characters that we partially associate with, and I would encourage you to think of yourself as that character more and more often and take what you will from various characters. I grew up watching an anime show called Naruto, which okay. is very, very popular. Yep. And at some point when I was like 25 or 26, like I grew up with that character. Like it started when I was his age mm. and then we grew up together. Yep. And at some point I realized like, oh my gosh, I've become this character. <laughs> like I re- And I wasn't consciously doing it. Yeah. But the more you can like appreciate these characters in life, mm. the more you can start to realize what inspires you and who you want to show up as yeah, right. on a day-to-day basis with your habits, right? Mm. And so... As a piece of that, the reason why I do media and why I vlog and why I do anything with mm-hmm. with social media or video photography is because awareness is really everything. Um, so as an example, I have a supplement company, right? It's fantastic. If everyone knew what I knew about science, they would probably be drinking this supplement. Mm-hmm. I also have the Prehab Dojo, right? The exercise injury and recovery prevention thing. Mm -hmm. And if everyone knew what I knew about science, they would be doing that every day. Mm. So why don't they? And the only answer that has made sense to me is self-love. It's like if you cared enough and if you understood enough to care, Mm. right? And if you like really wanted to go down the path of taking care of yourself, you would do both of these things, but, but we don't. We don't always go for a run. We don't always choose the best food. We don't always drink enough water or sleep enough. Mm. We value something else more. And so I want to encourage people to value themselves more and help bring awareness to self-love, to Mm. fulfillment, right? So that I think that's the the base layer. It's the foundation. No matter what I try to teach you about health, it's not going to matter if you don't care about yourself. True. Wow. I love that. And so every time you're connecting to a creation, is it, are you trying to find yourself in it in some part? 
because you mentioned that your vlogs and the stories is a central character that that some part of it is when you're creating a vlog and it's you in there, are you going on an exploratory journey or is it a sharing? It's it really is documenting mm. what fulfillment looks like, mm. although it's not conscious per se. Yeah. It really is just kind of going through a day. But I think I like I attempt to live and breathe this message to the best of my ability. Yeah. And so when it is when I start talking about it more, mm. I hope it just bleeds out of everything <laughs> that I do, you know? And I think if you it go It already back, seems to be <laughs> and, and yeah, I just want to encourage people, but I also want to teach very practical skills. Mm. You know, like I said, the the reason fulfilling an error is because of the the financial side of things that doesn't get looked at a lot with happiness and spirituality, right? But also like the notoriety, the if you are like a conscious leader mm. and you want to help provide awareness to the world, like how important it is for you to, to know algorithms, yeah. you know, and not just do the thing. Like I get, do your passion, but also allow people to help you and ask for help. I just recently was like, I had almost like a, a gratitude breakdown because I had so many people asking me like, how can I support you? Mm. And I was just like, uh, everything (laughs) just for one at some point like people used to ask me that all the time and i would say no i'm good and then there was like one day everything changed and i was like i have 700 things i need help with right now here's the list yeah and i wonder how many leaders are also doing that same thing but i think it also comes to like do you have the vision that you're really looking for that's big enough Mm. to where that support is necessary right where if you're just going to be like helping me do a set of like 20 push-ups, it's not that big of a deal. But if it's like 500,000 18-year-olds are going to choose to go to entrepreneur school, Mindvalley University, instead of Stanford or some other university where they're going to, for four years, flounder about. Not to yeah. say that that's what's going to happen, but mm. you know, I might be very inspired to help the, uh, the former. The movement of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. In and around that, bro, can I find out a little bit more about what storytelling means to you? Mm. So it, it comes back to the same concept yeah. of, I know a lot of incredibly inspiring people who live beautiful lives. Mm. Thank you. And with that, for some reason, these people are not known, right? These people who have incredible messages, incredible products, no one has any idea that they exist. Mm. And that's twofold. Number one, they probably don't want people to know that they exist in some scenarios, right? But number two, they have no idea how to let people know that they exist. Yeah. And so when I found out that I had this knack for promoting and campaigning, I was like, cool, I'm going to go find all the little people, the misfits. (laughs) I'm going to grab them and I'm going to drag them into the spotlight for a minute and then teach them what I can about staying there Mm -hmm. so that they can go do it on their own. And then eventually grab other people and teach them how to teach and then throw them out there too. And it's, I think, you ever heard of the PayPal mafia? Yes. Yes, I have. So for listeners, if you haven't heard of the PayPal mafia, Google it. It's insane. It's basically 20 huge... Fortune 1000 CEOs or founders or owners or high-level execs were in PayPal in the inception group of that whole thing, Mm. including Elon Musk. 
And when you look around at the list of names that was there, you wonder, like, how did they all end up doing something incredible? Yeah. And it's because they all had each other's backs. They all knew each other. They all had similar skills. They all felt like they belonged to each other. Mm -hmm. And so as Elon started the thing and as each person started their thing, that level of expectation that we talked about earlier goes up. Mm. And they were able to empower each other, able to treat each other well and help each other as opposed to compete with each other. Competition is definitely not a bad thing. I love competition. I also think it's really important as you decide to really inspire the world and become a leader to just say, how can I support you to everyone you know? And so that's been a new thing I've been saying a lot of Mm. because I started to realize how many people were saying it to me. And I started to realize like, I'm not exactly sure how they can support me until that one day. So now I ask it to all of my good friends like you. And Mm. I say like, how can I support you? Because it's twofold. I, I obviously want to help. And number two, I want to know what you're thinking of that could support you. So I get ideas for what could support me. Uh Makes sense. Makes sense. So storytelling and teaching that is all about helping people get beautiful messages, products, services, whatever it is out into the world that deserve to be there versus the ones where the messages are fantastic, but the products, services, whatever it is, may not be that great. (laughs) Which there seems to be more of that (laughs) than the latter at the moment. You know, you touched on something really important there, which is, you know, by leveraging in um, the success of in the conversation of the success of the PayPal, PayPal ma- ma- mafia, you know, we suffer a lot at the moment from these diseases of loneliness is pretty much becoming this umbrella term for depression, suicide, and like all these things, which are really, yeah, you know, this is a thing. Um, and before they were just like, this is a bit disparate, like alcoholism, but like took his own life. And, you know, these are all heavy, heavy things, but, um, they're now all coming under this one umbrella term, which is diseases of loneliness. And, um, yeah, it was just really, really deep what you were sharing. I just thought about that when you were, I think you're highlighting and speaking to that need that is ever more present, I feel like in today's society, right? Yeah. Okay. Couple couple big drops here. <laughs> Number one, and this is hard to see when you're in the tunnel. So if it's a listener right now and you're in this tunnel where you feel very lonely or feel like you're not understood, mm-hmm. it's hard to see this, but I want to conceptually introduce you to this concept, which is after all of my traveling and forming groups and connecting with incredible people that feeling of loneliness will not go away by being surrounded by great people that love you and you love them. The only thing that will get rid of that feeling is you realizing that that feeling is helping you in some way. So as an example, I have a deep belief after healing injuries for a decade and creating all these groups, creating these vlogs that it's like, I still get pangs of loneliness all the time. I'm not lonely. Yeah. That feeling is not because of me being alone. Mm-hmm. And so I want to introduce people to this idea that it's like you feeling lonely is just you feeling lonely. It's not the actual thing. And so when we realize that that feeling is serving us in some positive way, like why is loneliness serving me? And it serves me because it helps me feel different. It helps me feel unique and individual. Yeah. And although I still get that feeling, I also appreciate that 
individuality, that uniqueness, right? That little stardust that I chose to be for this one lifetime. <coughs> yeah. And so it becomes not a bad thing, not a sad thing. Mm-hmm. It actually becomes somewhat of like a little treasure, like a little secret that I keep to myself where I'm like, yeah, still feel lonely all the time, <laughs> yeah. but I want to, and I want to be unique and different and individual while I'm surrounded by other people. Mm. And again, that core belief of like, everyone feels alone. Mm. Everyone gets that same feeling of loneliness. Yeah. So just talk to anyone, anyone, the cashier, gas station people, the waiter, right? The guy across the street, you bump into someone like everyone is feeling lonely right now. So if you just smile, you show a little bit of gratitude, you give a very specific compliment, something mm. that, you know, if I say like, Amrit, I really like your watch. Mm. It doesn't mean that much. But if I say, Amrit, I really love the way that you communicate with people, the eye contact that you give, that warmth look that I'm getting right now <laughs> from you, your incredible laugh, the infectious ewing that you do. The drive to never stop, no matter how many obstacles you come across, the love that you show for Kay every time you pick up the phone, the little games that you play, the ways that you correct yourself when you realize you've made a mistake in the moment. You don't wait, you do it in the moment. Oh, she's my girlfriend. Uh, I mean, fiance. But in so many other ways that are beautiful as well, right? And also, like, like, I also love that you really seem to embrace your masculine side as well. Like you'll say some harsh things and then you'll be like, Oh, I love these people, but here's my harsh thing, but I love these people. And there's that harmony there. And I really appreciate that because it's something that I'm trying to do more and more of in my life. And so when you give people very specific compliments, like, what are you going to say? No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And so The number one thing I think I've learned about alleviating that feeling of loneliness, if you're there right now, Mm -hmm. is by connecting to other people, knowing that they feel lonely and helping them feel less alone, you will Mm -hmm. feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And specific compliments are definitely the way to go. And I've never had a bad reaction. If it's heartfelt, if it's sincere. Yeah. Man, that is beautiful. That is really profound. And I think it reflects the journey like as within, so without. And, um, yeah, I'm really glad we ended up talking about that. So what inspires you every day to keep going forward? Like, I know you don't know where you're going to be two, three months from now. Um, does God even know? Um, yeah. What inspires, like, what forms part of your selection process for where you're going? Is it I'm going based on intuition, I'm finding my flow, what guides you through life at the moment, but in the way that you do. Mind you, when we last did the last podcast, um, you had just been, I think you'd just done the first 10 countries, having only left the States like three, four months prior for the first time. So, yeah, just grounding you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was two years-ish ago, and now, right now we're speaking in country 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like to ask myself one question. Yeah. What sounds the most fun today? <laughs> but fun encapsulates a lot of things, yeah. right? Fun encapsulates what's going to provide me short-term and long-term 
joy or fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I, I, I talk about this money thing a lot mm-hmm. because money is so important. Like I wouldn't have been able to do what I did without getting a great skill set mm-hmm. and getting a really good money mindset. Yeah. Are you familiar with Ramit Sethi? No. He wrote the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Mm-hmm. He changed my life. Yeah. That book, those concepts, listening to him on podcasts, absolutely fantastic. Okay. Lives in New York City. Money mindset is a very important thing, in my opinion, for fulfillment long term. Just understand like what is currency, how does it work in the world, and how can you get the amount that you need to be fulfilled? And everyone is different. So many tangents off that. Mm-hmm. So the way that I choose things is what sounds like the most fun, short term and long term. So if it takes away from my long term fun because I need to do some sort of work thing that's really important, that also jazzes me, which by the way, this kind of comes back to that other concept of it's all internal. Mm-hmm. So this concept of like, do I have to, or do I get to mm-hmm. is very important. The experiential way to understand that is like when I was at the Avengers summit in Austria, we yeah. had uh, that group get together uh, two weeks ago in Austria. There was one morning where I was sitting there cooking breakfast for the group of eight that came to Austria, incredible people um, usually we're dancing around, loud music is playing, everyone's helping cook, there's stuff flying everywhere, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun at every other Avengers Summit. At this Avengers Summit, it was all the more business-focused people. And I remember on day two, there was no music playing. Right. There were six people sitting at the kitchen table with headphones on working while I was cooking alone for everyone in <laughs> silence. <laughs> energy (laughs) super different energy and so in that moment i was like fuck like i think i failed i think i failed with this energy and failed with this group Mm. and i was able to think about that for a minute and i was like that doesn't make me feel good or fulfilled or happy to even think about that Mm. if i were fulfilled if this were perfect if what's happening right now is the ideal thing why would that be the ideal thing? Mm. And I started to, to realize the only reason these six people are working so hard right now is because they're trying to achieve this financial freedom that I've achieved, that I keep inspiring, representing to them mm. so that they can dance and cook all together and feel good <laughs> about not working for eight days to six weeks at a time like we're doing on this big trip, right? Yeah. And so... You ask, like, how do I make decisions? Mm. I make decisions based on what sounds fun. And if it doesn't sound fun, I figure out how it could be fun. Yeah, right. I think that's really valuable. I think that's really valuable. Because oftentimes I think there's this connotation that everything, especially you find this in the personal development movement, is that everything should be all flow all the time. And I always seem to find that those people that I'm inspired by the most tend to be a little bit more grounded than that in that they have, yeah, like something else that's keeping them afloat, something else that's keeping them going, there's something else that's keeping the lights on and ticking and talking, you know, and they commit their energy there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. I think just the way you frame that is it's a matter of mindset. You know, like you can switch, flip the script on it and see it like how you choose to look at it. And I think that's what you're alluding to. It's like, do I get to or do I have the opportunity to actually look at it the way that I want to? 
That's also low. That's mm. awesome. And, yeah, go on. There's, there's one big vision statement I think is very important. It's called the Commander's Intent. You ever heard of the book Team of Teams? No. General Stanley McChrystal. Okay. Fantastic. Co-wrote it with his, like, he was like a colonel or something. Yeah. And this concept of commander's intent is that in an army, if you imagine that there's like a private sergeant, lieutenant, a colonel, and a general, mm. and then like the president or whoever runs the general, if anyone does, the general is always thinking, win the war so we can stop these people from committing genocide on this culture. Right. Yeah. The private is thinking, we need to take those three guys down off that hill. The sergeant is thinking, we need to capture that hill and put a big gun on top of it. Mm -hmm. The lieutenant's thinking, we need to get all three of these hills so we have a strategic position. Mm -hmm. The colonel is thinking, we need to take this side of the country so that the general can get the forces through to win this war. Mm -hmm. And so the commander's intent is like, what's the big picture so that everyone else knows that the big picture is like claim this area and win this war. So at any point, if they need to change strategies, they always have this guiding North star. Sure. And so when you, when we talk about fun and we talk about like slogging through the day to day of learning how to love the things mm -hmm. that you don't love in the beginning or just doing the things that you don't love or getting to the point where you can delegate. Yeah. You need this North star. And so my North star used to be find the best products in the world that have the worst marketing instead of the worst products in the world, but the best marketing Yeah, and even out the playing field. Right. That was my journey until about three months ago. I heard Jay Shetty talk on stage in, in LA yeah. and he quoted, I forget who he quoted and I have not been able to find this quote. <coughs> I, was definitely in a meditative trance state. So maybe I just made it up too. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Mm -hmm. But it said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because this is how I'm quoting it to myself all the time. I want to wage peace as effectively and strategically as if I were waging war. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard this quote. And so there's so much that's wrapped into that for me. Yeah. It's again, it's the algorithms, it's the timing, it's the effectiveness, mm -hmm. right? It's really, not just doing what you love, but being strategic about the thing that you love. You can make it perfect or you can make it, mm. but if you already know how to make it, you better try making it perfect. perfect. Yeah, agree, man. Agree. Wow. Goosebumps. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think, to be honest, I could talk to you forever and I continue to have the pleasure to do this for the rest of the month. We're here for the whole month in my valley. Um, here in Poland, Croatia, and I think for me this was a really awesome opportunity to have you in here just because I guess, you know, like you and I, these are the kind of things that we're talking about at lunch and stuff like that on the daily, um, but it was really awesome to just be able to share your energy, your vibe with the Inspired Evolution again. Um, I find it really helpful just having those milestone, like, you know, looking back where Skip was two years ago and those interested in loving the mind Valley vibe and all the amazing things you offer the tribe here. There is so much that you offer the tribe as well. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you and thank you for that as well, bro. We all love you so dearly for just the humility and grace with which you do all of that. Um, and yeah, and this is just another component to that. So thank you for sharing your time here today with us. And, um, and as always, brother, like just, you know, not just today, but, you know, 
all the little bits and pieces along the way that has enabled you to have such an informed conversation with us. Just extending gratitude to that. And always, always, as you know, in your corner, wishing you all the best, Marilyn. Likewise. <laughs> For those that want to tune in to Skip, what's the best way to get in touch with you, bro? YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And we look up Skip Kelly Inspirations. Is that the best place? Just Skip Kelly. Yeah. And yeah pretty easy to find me. Yeah, perfect. Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.